The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 542. Today we continue our series of looks at the characters in The Force Awakens and the new things that we know about them. And the original twins, Luke and Leia, are under the microscope today. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and we'll give you a quick box office update. We're recording this on Sunday, so only the Saturday data is in. And Force Awakens is now officially the highest-earning Star Wars live-action movie of all time at number 15 worldwide, where Phantom Menace had been at number 20. Now it is down to number 21. And... Force Awakens is also the fastest movie ever to reach the billion-dollar threshold. It did it a day faster than Jurassic World. Just 12 days it took to get to $1 billion and $90.6 million. And next up, the top 10. I think that's what we're talking about, the top 10. Strangely enough, the movie Minions, the third of the Despicable Me movies, or at least the spinoff from the Despicable Me movies, that one is at number 10 all time. And according to Box Office Mojo, it's still playing in theaters, so it's still actually earning money which is rather remarkable, I thought. I'm also shocked to see that there are two Transformers movies that are higher up in the chain than The Force Awakens right now, uh, Age of Extinction and Dark of the Moon. I didn't realize the Transformer movies did actually that well, so, all right, you know, good for them, but uh, they are about to sink below The Force Awakens pretty soon as well, I think. But let's talk about Luke and Leia, shall we? Because we've got a little bit more information about them, not a heck of a lot, especially in Luke's case. A lot of what we have from Luke, or about Luke, is hearsay. All we know from the beginning of the movie in the scroll is that Luke has vanished and that Leia is desperate to find him. And there's some talk going around, a rumor about the use of commas, <laughs> or lack thereof, in the scroll that suggests that, from a grammatical standpoint, that maybe there is a third sibling someplace. I would find that shocking and a little bit soap opera-ish, personally, if they tried to pull that kind of stunt. So I'm going to say that they were grammatically incorrect on the scroll as opposed to them being grammatically correct and suggesting by the lack of commas that there's another brother. We'll post a link to that theory at the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com so you can understand... (laughs) (laughs) what that's really all about. So Luke is vanished due to the grief and guilt he feels over the deaths of many, if not all, of his trainees at the new Jedi Academy he had started, this coming at the hands of Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren, and Kylo, of course, being Luke's nephew, Ben. And based on the dialogue in between Han and Leia in the movie, it sounds like Ben was already a bit troubled to begin with, and sending him off to Luke was not, unfortunately, the way to solve the problem. It did not work out at all. 
And I'm sure Luke feels particularly bad about that aspect of things as well and not being able to prevent him from going to the dark side of the Force. The rumor has it that Luke had been going to find the site of the first ever Jedi Temple and that that's where he's hiding out. And it was explained by J.J. Abrams after the movie came out that it just took R2-D2 a long time to boot back up. That's why he happened to boot back up right at the end of the movie and be able to show most of the map how, of how to find Luke. And then, of course, BB-8 with the piece of the map from Lor Santeca um, came in to fill in that final place. Now, as far as Leia goes, we're trying to figure out some of the math here. Kylo Ren, according to a Pablo Hidalgo tweet, and Pablo Hidalgo is part of the Lucasfilm story group, though he says that you shouldn't cite his tweets as canon, but he says that Kylo Ren is about 29 or 30 years old, which would mean that Leia and Han had him pretty quickly after The Force Awakens. But even if you didn't think of his tweet as canon, the math kind of supports it anyway, because we know we're 30 years out from the Battle of Endor, in The Force Awakens, and Luke has been gone for 10 years, which means that that massacre of all the Jedi by the Knights of Ren had to have happened when you know we were about 20 years after the Battle of Endor. And Kylo Ren probably would not have been you know part of the Knights of Ren, or at least an attacking member of the Knights of Ren, let, let's make an assumption, uh, until he was of some sort of adult age, let's say anywhere between 16 and 20, say, probably not, you know, uh, 13, 14 or anything like that. And certainly doesn't look like from his height inside the reminiscence that Ray has, those flashes back through time with the lightsaber. So we'll go out on a limb and say that Ren is certainly born within the first five years after Return of the Jedi and probably the first three years. And thus Han and Leia were together for about 20 years before Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren massacred everybody at the Jedi Academy. And from that point, that is when Leia and Han broke up. We don't know still if they were married. We don't know that if they were married that they actually officially got divorced or whether they got separated. But as Leia notes that they just went back to what they knew that they did well with Leia going back to become part of the resistance and Han going back to be a smuggler. And Princess Leia is now no longer Princess Leia. She is General Leia in the Resistance. And interestingly enough, there was a note about what uh, <laughs> what character would call Princess Leia princess accidentally. And I think everybody had been working on the assumption that it would be Han Solo that would do that. Turns out not. It was actually C-3PO of all characters who would slip and call her princess not once but twice at least refer to her that way. How insensitive. How rude. All right, the last thing we'll talk about in regards to Princess Leia, or General Leia, bad as C-3PO, good grief, uh, <laughs> is her Force ability and whether she's using it or even has it to begin with. Well, she has it. I mean, we know this from Obi-Wan and Yoda discussing her and Yoda saying there is another. I mean, there wouldn't be another if she didn't have the capability of being a prodigious Force user. And Leia finds out that she has the ability to access the Force thanks to the conversation with Luke on Endor at the end of Return of the Jedi or near the end of Return of the Jedi. But 30 years down the road, the question then becomes, does she become any kind of Force user or even a Jedi? And there's an interview with uh, IGN uh, that J.J. Abrams did where he says, it was a great question and one we talked about a lot, even with Carrie Fisher if there was another, as the language goes, why did she not take advantage of this natural force strength she's got? 
And one of the answers was that it was simply a choice that she made that her decision to run the rebellion and ultimately this resistance and consider herself a general as opposed to a Jedi is simply a choice that she took. Not that there's any regret that she could have become a Jedi and didn't. And then J.J. Abrams throws this bit as well. Clearly, we've seen and will see again that she's still force strong. It's something that's an intrinsic piece of her character. So... I don't know in the movie exactly when we saw that she was force strong. The only way I would suggest that she demonstrated it was in her knowledge of when Han was killed by Ben. There was you know, a shot where she is struck in the same way that Obi-Wan is struck when Alderaan is blown up. Otherwise, I don't think there's anything else that she does that demonstrates that she is force strong in any particular way. But if there was something I missed, then why don't you chime in at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com and let me know and let our listeners know. And while you're at it, if there are any other facts that we missed about Luke or Leia that have been revealed in The Force Awakens that we didn't cover on this podcast, then let them fly there as well. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you've got a business that you need to get in front of a bunch of Star Wars fans, then I've got an idea for you. I'm looking for a sponsor to get the entire Star Wars 7x7 team over to London for Star Wars Celebration Europe next July. And we get a ton of exposure when we do Star Wars Celebration podcasts. Not just the regular episodes, but the bonus stuff, and all the in-person stuff too, not to mention all the live streaming video we do. So if that's something of interest to you, then reach out via the contact form at SW7x7.com and let's talk. All right, let's do some trivia here. Red squad, blue squad, take my lead. I'm on it. I'm on Last time we asked you what the primary target was for the X-Wings in their attack on Starkiller Base, and that was the Thermal Oscillator. Today's question, can you name the two crews that showed up to collect money from Han and Chewie? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get separated from your master in a lightsaber duel, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not Darth Maul sliced in half, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.